I'm Amber Peterson, and you're listening to Mamas and Money, episode 36, How to Get Unstuck with Your Money. Did you know that creating confidence with your money will change your life? My name is Amber Peterson. I'm a mother, licensed financial professional, and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And if you're ready, let's take this journey together. Welcome, everybody. I hope you're having a beautiful day today, enjoying that time that you have and making the most of it. I know for me that I just love being able to share this information with you, and it's always a great day when we can talk about money and help you move forward with money. Today, I want to talk about helping you get unstuck with your money. A lot of times, we can feel in our money journey that we're stuck. We're stuck in a rut. We feel overwhelmed. We don't know the decisions we need to make to help ourselves move forward. And it comes down primarily to what we're thinking and believing about money. So I want to help you become unstuck with your money. And before we dive into that topic, we are going to talk about an amazing woman in the world, Katrina Lake. And Katrina Lake is the co-founder of Stitch Fix. Now, Stitch Fix, if you're not familiar, is a company that pairs you with a designer that helps you put pieces in your wardrobe to help you feel confident and improve your shopping experience. So they do the work for you. They send you those clothes every single month, and it helps you have that wardrobe that helps you feel confident. I want to give you a little bit of background about Katrina. She grew up in San Francisco, and She said she was never the kid with the lemonade stand. She is a daughter of a doctor and a teacher. So it was never in her trajectory that she thought that she was going to ever be a business person. That was just not what her parents did. So she assumed that wasn't going to be anything she did as well. She admits that she was not a great student. She didn't put a lot of stock into her studies when she was younger and she would frequently go out. She talked about going to the rave scene. She was doing things that were not helping her in her journey and it was contributing to also failing grades as well. So her parents decided maybe this was not the place that was going to help her thrive. And they ended up moving to Minneapolis. Katrina found herself 15 years old in a completely new city without any friends. And she realized at that time that to get back to what she was familiar with, to get back to the West Coast, she needed to put more stock into her studies. And so she did and ended up going to Stanford in 2001. Now, when she was at Stanford, she assumed that she was going to go and be a doctor just like her father. But while she was there, she was part of a consulting group that was helping businesses, brick and mortar businesses, look at the data that they're receiving from their customers to improve their businesses. So she would consult and give advice to companies like IHOP and Kohl's. And she realized at the time how many companies were not utilizing this information to make their businesses better, to serve their clients better. And that sparked an idea. That sparked a new vision for Katrina going forward saying, you know, maybe I don't want to be a doctor. Maybe I want to use this information and this technology to then help businesses thrive. And that's what she did. She ended up going to Harvard Business School 
And at Harvard Business School, she learned all about businesses and how to make businesses run better. And she even said there, it tended to be more male dominated at the time. And they would question like, who is this girl? She doesn't know anything about this. Why is she going into this industry? And she was out to prove them wrong. She says, my goal is to be CEO of a retail company and lead the industry in technology and innovation. So she was driven. She saw that vision and she wanted to go after it. And the idea for Stitch Fix came when she was thinking about some bad shopping experiences that she was having. And at the same time, Chicago-based Trunk Club had raised funding for an online service that connected men to personal stylists with the idea that most men hated to shop. And if they could provide a great shopping experience and get them the clothing that they need, it would help their experience be much, much better and help men with being confident in their wardrobe. So she saw that and she said, what a great idea, but she didn't see anything like that for women. So that's what began that idea is saying, I want something like that for women. So she connected with Erin Morrison Flynn and they came up together with the Rack Habit. And the basis of Rack Habit was let's get our family and friends together. Let's see their style preferences. And then we'll go out and find pieces for their wardrobe to give to them so they can have that shopping experience that's not only amazing, but they can find something that's going to work best for them and help them in their clothing purchases. And they talked about that Katrina would frequently max out her $6,000 credit card going out and buying these different items in those wardrobes to help keep the rack habit going. And because of that, because of that particular business model with them going out and purchasing the clothes themselves, that business couldn't continue forward, but they knew the idea was golden. They knew the idea was something women wanted to help them be confident in their wardrobe and find pieces that worked well for them. So knowing that fact and knowing that women wanted this service, they went in to get funding. And once they had funding, they moved the company to the West Coast again and renamed it Stitch Fix. And has grown to this incredible business today and helping millions of women gain what they need for their own wardrobes to be confident in what they wear and helping them then go out into the world and create better lives for other people around the world from their own confidence, which is amazing. I want to give a few things that Katrina has done over her career that I think is amazing. In 2017, Forbes named Katrina one of America's richest self-made women. In 2016 to 2017, Stitch Fix had 730 million in sales. She was also listed as one of the Fast Company's 100 Most Creative People in Business. And in 2016, Forbes Magazine listed her under 40, under 40. And I want to point out a few things about Katrina's story that I think could be helpful for us as we move forward with the things we're trying to do with our own money and also our own businesses, if that's something that you're pursuing. Starting off, Katrina didn't have a vision of her being a successful businesswoman. That was something that her parents didn't instill or were doing in their lives. So she just didn't think that was a part of hers. 
and she wasn't a good student. She didn't put much stock into her studies and in fact, were doing things that weren't helping her move forward. But a change in her life, a change in what she was doing then gave her the environment to move forward. And I think for us too, sometimes we need to change things either in our mind or in our environment to give us the opportunities that we aren't taking advantage of right now. And then in 2001, getting into Stanford, so she, because of that change in her life, she decided to then put more effort into her studies, which helped open more doors and opportunities going to Stanford. And even though she decided not to be a doctor, she said, I can find a way of servicing the business industry that can help businesses move forward. And I love that she had that conviction of, you know what, my goal now is to be a CEO of a retail company and lead the industry in technology and innovation. So she saw that vision. She saw that what that could do and what that could mean, not only for business in general, but then the people that they serve. And the idea for Stitch Fix came about from her own experiences, from her own bad shopping experiences that she wanted to correct. So we may see things in our lives that were like, this was not an experience that worked well. What can I do to fix that for me? But then on top of that, what could that do for others if I help them in that same arena? And then with her observations of what was around her and her own creativity, she created that value for women. And I also love that she persevered. She tried and she tried it. Even though her first attempt at rack happened, did not yield the results she was looking for. It gave her the knowledge to then move forward to then create something more in Stitch Fix because she knew the idea was something women could benefit from. So sometimes we need to take the action to what we want to do and what we want to create. It may not always work out on first go around, but if we keep trying, we keep learning, we keep growing, and then we can be successful at it as we continue to pursue that. And then of course, what she has built her company today and how many women it is serving and what it's done for her as well in her own life is amazing. And I think that's for us too. When we continually pursue what we want to have in our lives, it's going to help us create the lives that we want to have. And that's why I want to help us become unstuck with our money. Because too often we can get stuck and we don't see the way out and it keeps us spinning and not moving forward. So what keeps us stuck with our money? Our own judgments around money, our own beliefs and mindset around money, our unwillingness to forgive our past mistakes with money, fear of making mistakes Uh, in the future and what others may think or say about us with our money. So I want to dive into these just a little bit. So this first one, our own judgments around money. We are our own harshest critics with most things that we do in life. And it's no different with our money. Our own judgments of ourselves and our decisions and what we're capable of with money can play a huge role in what can keep you stuck with your money. So if you have a judgment that you're not very good with money, then that can keep you stuck with your decisions moving forward because you're always going to assume you're not very good with money. 
if you judge yourself in a very critical way of maybe past mistakes that you've made or past decisions that you've made with money, that's going to keep you stuck because your brain is going to look for the evidence of what you think and believe about yourself. So if you think you're not very good with money or you were terrible for making a mistake with money, it's going to keep going back to that and showing you, see, look, you think you're not very good with money. Here's the experience to prove it. Here's what's happened in your past. And we judge ourselves and we tear ourselves down for that. Anytime we're tearing ourselves down, that's not helping us move forward. That's keeping us stuck in our own shame and in our own guilt which is not conducive to making the decisions we want to with our money. And the next one is our own beliefs and mindsets. Those just kind of goes hand in hand with our own judgments about ourselves with money. Our beliefs that we have formulated over our own experiences, our own decisions, the things we've learned about money and our mindset around money also contributes to how we can move forward with our money or whether we stay stuck in the same position over and over and over again. So for example, if you have a belief that money is evil, we don't want to be associated with something evil. So then we actually even subconsciously distance ourselves away from money. So we're not associated with something evil. And that comes down to what we believe about money. Or if you believe money is overwhelming, or money is not a very interesting thing to talk about or think about. So you kind of ignore it. All of those different beliefs and mindsets play into if you can move forward with your money and create the life that you want. And our third one is an unwillingness to forgive our past mistakes. Once again, we are our own harshest critics. But if we're unwilling to forgive ourselves, it makes it extremely difficult to move forward. That somehow we may think that beating ourselves up continually for making those mistakes will somehow help us correct our behavior or learn from those mistakes to make better decisions in the future. And I can tell you that it doesn't help you. (laughs) It doesn't help you to keep staying stuck in unforgiveness because then it's just tearing you down. It's not building you up. So being able to forgive that can help you not stay stuck with your money. Now, fear of making mistakes in the future If we noticed in our past that we made decisions that didn't give us the results we wanted with our money, it could keep us stuck if we're fearing that we'll make the similar mistakes in the future. Now, what's so important to realize is the mistakes are part of the process. That's how we learn and grow with our money. If we don't make mistakes, then we don't learn. We learn so much more from making a decision and maybe not getting the results we want so we can learn from it much more than making a decision where everything works out exactly as planned. Now, of course, we want both, (laughs) but the learning comes from making mistakes. Instead of fearing what we could make in the future, go forward with confidence because the fear keeps us stuck. The last one here I have is what others may think or say about what we do with our money. So if you're noticing your results with money and it's not the results you want to create and you want to change those results, you want to create more abundance or if you want to look at your money situation and say, I want a better relationship with money. I want to be able 
to create what I want to with money and feel good about my money situation. That may differ from those around you. So what we do as humans, (laughs) we have a tribe mentality. We want to um, go with the group, right? We surround ourselves with those that have similar mindsets and beliefs that we do. That's where we feel comfortable because we can relate to one another and have similar experiences. So if you decide you want to create more of abundance that's different from the group you're a part of, they may see that as different. And that may be a little disruption in the having all the same mindsets and beliefs around money. And sometimes I think we can look at that situation and say, well, we don't want to change things. We want to keep things the same. We want to have the same similar mindsets and beliefs as to not rock the group, (laughs) as to not um, change ourselves so we're different from the group. But what's so important is that if you see something in your life you want to change, especially when it comes to money, and you want to create a different result, it may mean that you have to be different from your group. And as a result, what others may think and say about us may discourage us from doing so. But at the same time, if you're not creating the life that you want because we're fearing what others may think or say, that's going to keep you stuck with your money. Because then you're living for what others think and believe and not what you want to create. So those are just a few areas that can keep us stuck with our money. But now let's move forward to how we get unstuck with our money. Share your money mistakes. Now, this may seem a little overwhelming (laughs) because sometimes money can be a very taboo topic. Now, you don't have to share it with someone else if you don't want to. But I encourage you to share it out loud with yourself or write it down on a piece of paper, talking about our problems, our issues, and finding solutions for those can help us move through them. If we keep our mistakes, our troubles, and what we think about them in our heads, it's so much more difficult to wrap our minds around them, to overcome them, and work through them. Even if you're writing this down on a piece of paper, write down those mistakes, acknowledge them. I made a choice to do this and that's okay. Now, what choice do I want to make in the future? What can I learn that choice that I made? Getting that information out either out loud or on a piece of paper can be very empowering to help you get unstuck because you're recognizing the mistakes you made in the past. And then you're also recognizing what you can learn from them and to help you then make the choices you want to create the life that you want. And number two here is consider your expectations. A lot of times our expectations of ourselves can be very unrealistic expectations. You know, do we expect to never make a mistake with money or that our house will always be clean, even if we have kids or toddlers in the house or that we'll master weight loss in a month? Now, as I say those things, we might consider, yeah, those are very unrealistic expectations, but yet we do this to ourselves all the time because we expect certain things to happen in a timeframe that may not be the best way to help us move forward or to actually accomplish those expectations of ourselves. And like I said earlier, we are our own harshest critics. So when we don't meet those unrealistic expectations, we tear ourselves down. We say how horrible we are for not 
making those expectations a reality, that somehow we're failing, that we're a failure, that we can't overcome to get us to where we want to be, which once again, keeps us stuck. So I want you to reconsider your expectations of yourself. Are they unrealistic? And if you find that they are unrealistic, how do you want to reframe them so they're more realistic for you? So instead of thinking you'll never make a money mistake, expect that you will make a mistake and that you choose to learn from that mistake and have compassion on yourself moving forward. Instead of expecting the house to be clean, even with kids and toddlers in the house, expect it will be lived in and you can make the choice to clean it if you want to. If you have an expectation that you'll master weight loss in a month, instead expect that you are willing to take that journey as long as you need to, to get to where you want to be. And I also want this to be something that you can apply to your own lives and not something that I am just telling you here. Try this exercise. If there is an expectation in your life that you did not meet, take a look at that. What was the expectation? What really happened in that experience? How were your expectations and the experience that you had different? And then think about the situation you were in. What obstacles did you encounter? Was there something unexpected that came up? What resources did you have? Did you have the tools and the mindset to create what you wanted? Did you do the best with what you had? And then did you learn from your situation? So instead of not meeting the expectation and beating ourselves up, (laughs) if you didn't meet that expectation, look at the situation, look at what happened. If you're noticing that your expectations were unrealistic, that you're beating yourself up, that there were extenuating circumstances that you didn't maybe recognize, or that you worked with the information that you had at the time, take that all into consideration. Have compassion on yourself and then readjust your expectations so that it can help you move forward and not be a burden and not be something that you hang over your head to punish yourself but then it's an expectation that's going to encourage you to move forward. Number three is lose the labels. When we place labels on ourselves, we limit what we can do and become. For example, if you failed on paying off a debt this month, that doesn't mean you're a failure. But yet we'll put that label on ourselves that somehow that's a true characteristic of ourselves, that somehow that defines who we are. You're not a failure. And once again, look at those expectations we just talked about. Did you expect to have a certain amount of money paid off? What were the circumstances? What contributed to that? Did you go with the mindset that you had at the time? Did you have the tools and resources to help you be successful? But then when we add the label on top of it, that keeps us even more stuck. So lose the label. If you didn't save money this week, you aren't a procrastinator. You were tired and didn't put in overtime at work, but that doesn't mean you're lazy. So you can see these different examples where we automatically want to put a label on ourselves. But more often than not, we're putting a label that's not helpful. Putting one that discourages us from moving forward. Your money is simply a tool. It's a tool to help you get to where you want to be. To help you create more opportunities, experiences in your life. So when we're going through our money journey, 
We need to lose the labels of those judgments on ourselves so we can move forward and create what we want. Number four, take you out of the equation. If you've had a situation with money where it didn't result in what you wanted to have happen, it didn't create the results that you wanted, remove you from the situation and imagine that your child or a close friend or a spouse or partner came to you with that situation and told you all about it. Would you treat them the same way you treat you or would you treat them differently? How would you treat them? More often than not, we're going to treat ourselves much harsher. So being able to remove ourselves from the situation, we can look at it much more objectively and with compassion because then that's going to help you move forward with your own money situation and give you a perspective where you can look at it a little bit more objectively without as many judgments. Number five here is what is the opposite? We've been talking about too often our brain focuses on the negative. It focuses on what we're doing wrong, how we can't measure up. It assumes we're going to fail. And our brains will look for the evidence of that. It'll go through past experiences. It will go through our own judgments. It will go through what others have said to make what we believe to be true because we have all this evidence to back it up. But instead of looking at what can go wrong or what did go wrong or how we may mess up in the future, think about what is going right. Think about the decisions you've made to help you in your journey. Think about what you want to create. Too often we spend so much time in negativity that's keeping us stuck. But the more we can redirect and focus on what we want to create and what is going well, that's going to help us then be more open to what we do want to create instead of focusing on what can go wrong. So think of the opposite. If you find yourself focusing on the negative, think about what is going right. What can I do to make this a better situation? And stay in that space. That's going to help you move forward. And number six, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but forgive yourself. Forgiving your past mistakes is powerful. It allows you to put those mistakes in the past and gives you leverage to move forward. So once again, recognizing, yes, we made a mistake and I forgive myself for making that mistake. I worked with what I had at the time and what I understood at the time. And that's okay because now I can learn from that. I can learn from that mistake going forward. What can I learn now from that situation to help me make a decision, to help me create a different result that's going to work in my favor? These are just some things that you can utilize in your own life to help you get unstuck with the money and to help you move forward. And I wanted to give these last couple ideas for you today as we wrap up talking about being unstuck with our money. And this first one's by Joe Vitale. And he says, remember that money will always match your mindset. And this is what's so impactful and so empowering is that you can choose to think and believe anything you want to about money. Even if it's different from everybody else around you, you get that choice. And what you choose to think and believe about money is how your money is going to be directed in your life. So if you're thinking money is scarce, money is evil, money is difficult, that's the results with money that you're going to have. But if you choose instead to think, I can be abundant with money. Money is a tool to help me to have a better life and those around me. The more money I have, the more I can serve. Then money will follow suit. 
Money is just going to be simply directed by what you think and feel about it. So you get to decide. And I love that. The next quote here is by Jim Rohn. The greatest reward in becoming a millionaire is not the amount of money that you earn. It is the kind of person that you have to become to become a millionaire in the first place. And I love that because that's really one of the incredible benefits from doing this work. Yes, there's the byproduct of money, which can help us in many ways, but it really helps us develop into the person we want to be to help that money come into our lives. Because remember, our money is going to match our mindset. So if we're thinking in abundance, if we're thinking how we can contribute to the world, if we're thinking about how we can serve, if we're thinking about how to learn from our mistakes and things like perseverance and dedication and patience and compassion and all these different things are helping us develop those attributes along our journey. So that's what's so incredibly powerful is sometimes we only think about having the money at the end and what that can do maybe for our bills or to help us pay off debt or to help us save. But in reality, what's even the bigger bonus is who we get to become in the process. So I'm so grateful that we had the opportunity to talk about this. If you have questions, please reach out. I would love to talk to you about it. And if you're finding this podcast helpful, but you want to go to the next level in creating confidence with your money, head on over to amberpetersoncoaching.net forward slash courses. There we're going to help you create confidence in your money. And what does confidence do? It's going to help you make those decisions you need to make about your money and feel good about those decisions. It's going to help you generate more abundance and more income where we can look at what is your money mindset creating for you? And is that something that's serving you? Or do you want to create something more? I look forward to seeing you there and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining me today. Please let me know if you have any questions or ideas of things you want to learn about in upcoming podcast episodes. You can reach me by email at amberpetersoncoaching at gmail.com. And if you find this podcast to be beneficial and is supporting you in your goals, please leave a review. That way others can find this podcast as well. I appreciate you and look forward to taking this journey together.